Welcome to ISA's Arborviews podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. In this episode, Nelda Matheny joins me to talk about tree risk and specifically the similarities and differences between single trees and populations. Nelda is an ISA board certified master arborist and founder of Hort Science, an arboricultural and horticultural consulting firm with over 25 years of experience in tree preservation, landscape suitability assessment and other areas. She's also author of several educational publications in arboriculture, including A Photographic Guide to the Evaluation of Hazard Trees in Urban Areas and Arboriculture, Integrated Management of Landscape Trees, Shrubs and Vines. She joins me now to share her experience and knowledge. So welcome, Nelda. Thank you. Nice to be here. What are some of the major differences in assessing a single tree versus a group of trees in an urban environment? Uh, in general, the, the processes in, of evaluation are, are the same. Um, where we apply them uh, might be a little different. So in looking at an individual tree, we normally would uh, spend more time doing the investigation um, and thinking uh, uh, specifically about what the client is needing in term, in, out of the investigation. So often it involves more than a visual inspection, maybe may involve um, some advanced uh, inspection techniques such as decay evaluation or root co collar excavation, that sort of thing. When we're looking at a, um, a large population of trees, um, the assessment uh, follows the same visual um, evaluation procedures in that walking around the tree and noting what's normal and abnormal about the tree structure. Um, but then uh, we need to uh, move on to the next tree. And so in, in uh, trying to do a number of trees, do it more quickly in a visual assessment. And then identify what trees you need to come back to and do later on to do a more extensive evaluation if necessary. And in urban environments, trees are assessed for different clients, such as homeowners and utilities. Is this an important consideration? It is, because uh, the reason we are looking at the trees is there is some concern, and we need to know what that concern is. Uh, Usually a homeowner is concerned about their safety. They want, they want to feel safe when they uh, sleep in their bedroom at night and they want their kids to be safe when they go out and play under the tree. So they have a very personal connection, not only to the benefits they derive from the tree, but also the fear they feel about the tree. And those fears need to be addressed uh, as well as trying to conserve the benefits of the tree. In a, a municipal or agency situation, um, budgets are an issue, and so what we're trying to do it usually is identify those trees within the population that have the greatest risk so we can focus on those. Um, so there are often more um, emphasis on protection of public safety and demonstrating a duty of care. Um, on the agency's part. And after the trees assessed, a risk management plan is developed. What, what is a risk management plan? Well, the risk management plan um, really tells the what, when, where, and why of, of assessing the trees and taking care of them. And it should be part of an overall tree management plan. So it's just one component of 
how we try to maintain the urban forests to sustain the benefits over time, even while we may lose individuals and bring new individuals into the population. And so the goals of the, of the, um, of the uh, program need to be defined, um, a policy on how uh, risk is going to be managed, uh, then the uh, assessment itself, how it was done, and what the results are, uh, summarizing the, the results of the, of the survey. Uh, and then finally, developing some recommendations on what needs to be done to which trees and what priority in order to manage the risk according to the policy and the goals of the organization. And in this age of the global financial crisis, is money and budgetary considerations important? Uh, yes. Um, um, a management plan or recommendations aren't of any benefit if um, the client can't afford to implement them. So we do need to understand what those um, opportunities and constraints are and, and try to work within those parameters. Uh, for a homeowner, that might mean that they can't afford to take out the tree, um, but they could afford to prune it occasionally. It might mean that um, for a public agency, there's not enough money to uh, reduce the risk on every tree within the population, but if we identify those areas of the city where, where um, the use and occupancy are the greatest, so the risk would be greater, uh, or the, the potential for loss would be greater, can focus in on those particular zones of the city rather than, um, than spending uh, money we don't have looking at trees that are relatively low risk. And there's more and more use of technology in assessing trees such as GIS systems, how can they be used to improve risk evaluations of tree proper population? I think the, the real power of using GIS um, is, is in um, a comprehensive management um, program of which risk assessment is one layer on the layer cake that, is, that comprises GIS. And by um, linking the data about the trees with its spatial orientation, um, it helps us identify those high-risk areas to create zones, as I mentioned previously, of where the greatest use and occupancy is. So we can target then where we're going to spend our money um, and resources most wisely where we have the greatest risk. There's some interesting new decay detection equipment being used on trees. Are they helpful in assessing the risk of an individual tree? Uh, they can be if the um, tree's likely to fail because of decay. Uh, the the um, standard, I would say, of inspection does not require use of decay uh, detection devices initially. Uh, the devices would be brought out if it's a particularly valuable tree, um, if it's uh, in a location where if it failed it would cause um, an unacceptable amount of, of damage. But the, the, um, the equipment is only as good as the operator deciding where to do the sampling. So it's important to start with um, uh, an evaluation assessment of, of where the decay is. You're doing this um, using your, your, um, your visual assessment and also your knowledge 
to and then targeting your um, uh, testing in those locations. Uh, too often we test where it's convenient um, for us to get to. And if we do that and that's not where the decay is, that's not of any help. Another um, limit for our um, use of the data we get from that is being able to interpret its, um, how it represents uh, structural degradation of the tree and its potential to fail. We don't have really good information on how to interpret um, the results from the um, decay detection equipment and determine how likely the tree is to fail from that. There's a lot of discussion about <laughs> risks in trees. How do you decide when the risk is too high? Yeah, that's an interesting question because um, it's all about how we perceive risk. Uh, the um, how we feel about risk is um, really rooted in our, our in fear, and then um, we try to as arborists be logical and systematic and factual in how we present risks, but it is often heard in terms in an emotional way. So people respond with both a thinking part of their brain and the feeling part of their brain, the cognitive and the emotive parts. Uh, and everyone seems to have a different perception on what is too much risk. Uh, I believe that whoever's assuming the risk should decide how much is too much and how much they're willing to tolerate. It can be um, difficult in a public setting where some of the public will think that the risk is acceptable and others won't. And at that point, the agency will have to come in and make a decision um, based on their exposure to, um, to um, what the extent of, of the damage or injury that could happen if the tree failed. Um, I think that we've gotten quite fearful of trees when actually um, they don't fail and, and uh, injure people very often. The, um, the, uh, the cases of people being killed by lightning or other unusual events are actually higher than getting killed by trees. So you think that different people's attitudes to risk is affecting how trees are being managed? I think it is. Um, whenever we, we, all, we hear in the newspaper about um, someone being killed, uh, then people think, oh my gosh, that that could happen to me, I have a tree over my house. And um, that fear can override a sense of, um, of appreciating the benefits we derive for the trees. So it needs to be some balance in between what we receive from the tree in terms of environmental benefits, benefits economic benefits, aesthetic benefits, and what we're willing to risk in order to have those benefits. Uh, we seem to be able to, um, to accept the risks of getting on the freeway and driving, which is one of the most dangerous things you can do, because we want the benefits of getting where we want to go. And I think arborists need to be better um, about describing the benefits and talking with their clients about the benefits so they can do a more thoughtful analysis of what, they're, they, what would they lose in terms of benefits if they remove the tree. 
So do you think some trees are being taken out unnecessarily or some bad practices are occurring? Well, certainly I think that um, trees are being taken out unnecessarily because not only are um, the people living with the trees fearful, but the arborists who are advising about them are fearful as well. They're afraid of making a wrong decision. We really do this analysis on um, with limited amounts of data and uh, research to help us make risk decisions uh, or make assessments of failure potential. Um, and I think many arborists are concerned about losing their businesses, losing their homes, or making a decision that winds up hurting someone. So it's a, a not only are we dealing with the, the risk perceptions of our clients, we're also dealing with risk perception of us personally as we, as we come to decisions. It sounds as though what you're saying is it's easier to take a tree out than it is to keep it. It is. And I think that's one of, um, one of our, our goals should be becoming um, comfortable enough and assured enough in our professional opinion and judgment to allow trees to remain and to, to describe why to our clients. Well, thank you, Nelda, for joining us, and thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.